Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest and greatest episode of Game Rivals! I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and as always with me is the one, the only, the man who is in pole position every time with every turn. It's Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. It's... Uh... It's uh, it's been an interesting time. There's been a lot of gaming news. Finally, um, there've been I've been playing uh, I've been playing some games. Yay. The weather's been absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Thank you, it's climate change. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything like everything is starting to move towards stuff. Yeah. Um, so. I guess we'll just start with the news right away, and then after, always after that, we have what we've been playing. Um, actually, you know what? There's one news that I did not put on our list that I kind of forgot, but it is something that we probably should talk about as soon as possible, because E3 is officially canceled for 2022. Yes. I think this is the part, the part where E3 just slowly starts to die off because nobody cares anymore. Well, they're gonna give it one more shot in twenty twenty three, so who knows? Yeah, I mean they said they're gonna like change the format again. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know, like I think because of the pandemic, a lot of companies proved that they can get their stuff out there and just still get the same amount of buzz, if not even more buzz, because they are far more in control of the narrative. Because at E three it's like a a couple of days where there's a, a shitload of games and publishers there and you have to mm -hmm. kind of hope that your game gets noticed between all the big people, you know? And um, if, they, if they, it, it doesn't, well, good luck. Then you just you need to adapt a whole different strategy. But now what happens is you just do a state of play or a Ubisoft forward or a Xbox id at xbox whatever or, or whatever they call it <laughs> yeah or a nintendo direct or uh some something else you know and then you get i mean like sony did a couple of state of plays this year i think by far the most exciting one was the one for hogwarts legacy because that generated mm -hmm. like a lot of buzz because a lot of people were looking forward to that game and it was like it was 20 minutes or something like that but i mean it was 20 minutes of Hogwarts Legacy, and I don't think that game would have gotten 20 minutes in some E3 showcase unless it was like a live demo on a on a with a, with a website like IGN where they invite people over and do these segments. So like that game got maximum exposure. So why would they need E3 after this? You know, and I think that goes for a lot of games. You know, it's like why does it need E3? And I mean. Uh, journalists can get remote hands-on now through all sorts of software that we have these days. So like even the part where they need to play it is not an, an, an issue anymore. So it feels like E3 is this, it's weird to say, but it feels like it's this ancient thing that's only being kept alive so that the players, the set, the gamers themselves can experience it. But that's not why E3 was originally conceived. It was conceived as a no, trade show for trade retailers show. and publishers. So like somewhere around that lifespan, it turned into this fan event, which is cool. But still, I mean, like I personally, I'm not going to go to Gamescom this year. You'll probably want to go, but like I won't go because I'm not looking forward to standing in line for three, four hours to be able to play something like i do not have the patience anymore besides maybe getting covid again you know because 
That stuff <laughs> is still out there. You know, I mean, like, uh, what was it? Four, three years ago, they had to shut mm-hmm. the doors because, yeah. or like in 2019, they had to shut the doors because it was so crowded inside. People would have, would be taken to the hospital by an ambulance because of fatigue or dehydration or whatever. Like, what are we talking about? This is gaming. Nerds not be taking good care of themselves, though. Yeah. In those kind of situations. Yeah, so like, I don't want to be there. I don't want to lose my spot in line because some dodo fell over because he didn't drink enough water and then the ambulance had to take him away. And then they're like, oh, sorry, the line is closed after this. You're the you're the, the one before you gets to play it, but you're not allowed anymore. Sorry, we're closed for today. Like, no, just no, you know, I do not feel <laughs> like wasting my time on that stuff, you know, so. But I want to go. Okay, you know what? Okay, 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 right. You know what? I, I get what you're saying. Yes. I honestly would love to go, but if we, like, if by some miracle we got, like, um, like trade passes. Even that. We were able to get, yeah, but like, and if we were able to get one-on-one time yeah. with uh different like publishers and developers yeah. and like do like behind closed doors play like let's plays or yeah. whatever or like uh, like play demos that would be awesome yeah, everybody wants that but that's it not everybody gets that that's true yeah we are not big enough to get something yeah like that, and that's okay you know i mean <laughs> yeah I mean, I, i've i've done it before in 2008 it was really cool but um you know, to be able to get to that point was a huge hassle. It's a lot of yeah. Yeah, exactly. you know, you have to jump through a lot of hoops. And that's 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 the only downside. The, yeah, the, the the hoop jumping. Yeah, yeah. And especially in these days, you, I mean, they rather have some Instagrammer given access, and I'm not going to name anything, but they're, they'd rather <laughs> have an Instagrammer gain access because. He or she they're has... An, they're an influencer. Yeah, they're an influencer. Barf. And then, like, <laughs> they won't even... They won't, they're doing the game a disservice because they're not even being genuine. They're, like, more like, oh, this is cool content I can post, but they're not even, like, I'm really genuinely interested in this game. I like it, you know? I would rather have yeah. uh, a smaller page which is more passionate about something, get access, than somebody that bought followers, is around 10K, looks cool and then post the most disingenuous stuff about a game and then you're like you're just insulting this game so please don't talk about it because you know you're making me not want to buy it whereas i actually want to buy this game you know mm. but i actually yeah think that I mean, of, the, the, yeah. yeah that's kind of the disappointing thing about like you know the whole influencer culture yeah. uh is that you have those that are truly passionate yeah but they are kind of overshadowed by the ones that are not as much yep you know and honestly i'd rather go to i'd rather do something like that so i can get time with the developer and talk to them about the game that they're making and doing a piece on that like as a podcast piece or like an interstitial or whatever than just having like oh yeah free like free products and blah 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 and then like making an instagram post i really don't care about free stuff that doesn't really like yeah do it for me like personally me neither like, i mean it's cool yeah i've but i've done not for me. developer interviews and i it's just really really it's cool, cool right yeah because those people are super passionate yeah. i remember in 2008 when the saboteur was in development and you know, i did an interview with one of the developers from pandemic studios and it was super cool because the guy was just so passionate about the saboteur 
I got excited, sad that the game didn't perform as expected. I still played it, but like I got super excited about uh, the, the game, and the guy just was really passionate to show it. And like if you if you have like original questions, they'll 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 even like it even more, and they'll tell you even more. Like there was this moment where I remember the the CEO of Crytek was uh, I was at GDC, and it was the CEO of Crytek was was there. I had seen him, so I went to this press lady and I said like, hey. Um, can I have an interview with the CEO? And she's like, yeah, yeah, he's not here. And at that moment, he came walking out of the door. I was like, oh, that's funny, because I see him walking right there. And she, <laughs> and she looked at me, she's like, damn you. She's like, I'll be right back. And she went to him, and she talked to him, and then she came back, and she said, you got 15 minutes. So set up your stuff, and you get 15 minutes with him. And I'm like, okay. So we were, I was there with a friend and we had this camera and a tripod and the whole shebang. So we set that up and then he walked mm-hmm. over and everybody has like a badge with their name and their title from which publication they are. And he's like, oh, hey, man, cool, blah, blah. He was just talking to me, you know. And then we, we talked for like 10 minutes and then we did the interview for another 15. And then we even did like an after, an off the record talk for like another 20 minutes. So she was like, oh, I only had 15 minutes. Why well, I had this super cool conversation with the guy. And then he enjoyed it so much that his girlfriend walked up and she was like, yo, can I take the picture of you too? And I'm like, okay, okay. I'm a nobody, but you know, <laughs> that's cool. And I even got a picture with the dude. So like in the end, I talk, talked to the guy for like 40 minutes, whereas I was only allowed 15 minutes. And that was because we had a genuine conversation because we were sharing the passion and, you know, and that was, that was really cool. So I'm like, I want that. I don't, I don't have to have crisis for free. I don't care. You know, I want that. And that's that's exactly. honestly the coolest stuff there is. That that is the coolest stuff there is. Yeah. That that's like when you have genuine conversations with people about passions, that's that's honestly the best thing ever. Yeah. Because then you get into like a lot of the nitty gritty. Yeah. Um, and you get you, you get even way more information than you probably could ever imagine. Yeah. That's the cool stuff. Yeah. Um But that will probably not but, be existing anymore because E3 is going away. Yeah, but Guess who's happy about that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I I know that he's not. I know that he's not actively happy about it. But it works in his he favor. He kind of did a little. I, he kind of did a little. Um, you know the you know the 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 the, the Flash meme where um, the actor of the Flash TV show was like um, doing like the peace sign over the grave, <laughs> and it's I think it's technically his grave. Yeah. Um, um and then people like put images of like oh this is the this is the thing that's dead and this is the new thing that's being like sup (laughs) like i think someone instantly made a meme of that with like e3 and like jeff (laughs) keely's like yeah yeah because he was like just like as soon as that was announced he's like yo but check this out summer of games yeah still on yeah like that is like I feel like Summer of Games might actually take over what E3 used to be. I think so. Yeah. And specifically looking at stuff like fan like fan uh, facing mm-hmm. is like way better produced. I want to I don't want to say that it's actually better produced. It's better in the sense of their structure to it. Mm-hmm. It's longer than E3. Although to be fair, the the three days when stuff actually got announced during E three felt like Christmas. Yeah, 
and like the like video game Christmas, I'm going to miss that feeling. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm yeah. gonna miss that feeling. Me too. I don't think that Summer of Games captures that same moment. Nope. It does something different. Yeah. And that's fine. It can do something different, it can be something different. Yeah. That's the whole point. Um, but it is kind of weird that he just immediately was like, but Summer of Games, check it out. Yeah, but I, I think at this point, eventually, either E3 does their thing next year and it won't pan out because it, it'll be like... We won't know until we see it. Yeah, we don't yeah, know yeah but at this it. point, it feels like this old dog trying to adapt to the new ways, but it's just too old to adapt to the new ways. So, like, either they'll do next year and it won't turn out as they want it because, I mean, like, for example, I don't think Sony's joining because Sony dropped out of E3 in 2019. Oh, no, no, no. And Sony is never joining again. Yes, because Sony yeah, does their sure. own event like after E3, like after the summer. And until this moment, they've only done it twice now. But it's been like a huge success every time. And then um, Microsoft, of course, will try to cap. But Microsoft will be there because it's like Microsoft's trying to bridge the gap between the old and the new. But eventually, I think Microsoft is going to drop out as well. And then what will happen is, is E3 will probably go away and Summer Games Fest or whatever it's called will just be there. And then it'll be like, what, a month again? I just don't think the month thing works because they're like, the, the schedule is so confusing for me because they do like... Was it a month last year? I think it was shorter. I don't know. But I like, I remember that like it was so confusing because they had like these bite-sized things, but there was a lot of space between them. So eventually, I was like confused because I'm like, oh, they dropped something again. Oh, okay. You know, I'd rather have them do like two weeks or something. And usually they kick it off with opening night live where Jeff Keighley just presents the show and does all these world premiere exclusive stuff, which is cool. Um, I think that will definitely be a thing he just keeps in because that's, you know, his thing. But um, yeah, I think it's just going to go away. And I mean, Nintendo doesn't need E3. They do that direct. Sony doesn't need E3 because they do their state of plays or their PlayStation showcase, their longer form. Microsoft needs to figure something out. They have this identity. Microsoft is in a really nebulous place when it comes to stuff. Yeah, they have an identity crisis. Yeah. And EA (laughs) EA has said that they're not going to do EA Play. They're going to just do um, stuff around their games when they feel the time is right for it or when it's ready. Uh, Ubisoft basically they're saying that they don't have squad to show probably uh, because basically yeah I mean yeah and then Ubisoft has their Ubisoft forward uh, thing well Activision whatever they're gonna do this year they won't do a trade show or an event because they're basically being absorbed by Microsoft if the deal gets approved because I read that there were Mm -hmm. some regulatory issues about the deal and that they might object to the deal so maybe the whole Microsoft acquisition might actually not go through. Uh, I mean, everybody thought that NVIDIA was going to buy ARM, and that didn't happen in the end. Uh, nope, thank goodness. Yeah, so, I mean, this could be a situation wherein regulators say, like, hey, but no, 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 because you're going to get a pretty big slice of the game uh, industry, and we don't want that monopol- monopoly position. Um, but, yeah, I actually, mean... Actually, if I... I might, I might actually think that they might say that Activision might have to break up or break stuff off before they allow the purchase. Could be, yeah, spin stuff off. I mean, they could just trim the fat and just kick out the stuff they don't that actually doesn't turn in a lot of money, like their 
toys branded game stuff or whatever. I mean, they well, have... that already died years ago. So no, I mean like the studio that does Crash Bandicoot and stuff like that. You know, I don't know if those studios bring in. Oh, you mean money. Toys for Bob? Yeah, stuff like that. I don't know if that's like yeah. a super profitable part for them or. I mean, they'll well, basically they... want to keep the Call of Duty segment, but that's like the only segment they have, and the Blizzard segment. But they all work on Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sad. Oh my yeah. God. We'll we'll talk about Activision Blizzard in a bit. Yeah. Um there's a bunch of stuff also around that um came out in the news. Yeah. But um suffice to say it's gonna be an interesting summer. I guess. Because I don't at this point, because normally I take like a week off of E3. Well, you don't no, have to I do this. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? I don't know if Summer if summer Game Fest is going to do anything in that same time period because they, they did that last year. Yeah, but I think they'll do it, but you won't have to take the week off because it'll be so scattered that you'll just be able to catch up on stuff after work. Yeah, I don't like doing that either. Hmm. But yeah, we'll see. It's always good to take time off, but that's another thing. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, we're not taking time off now because if we do, um, we might not be able to uh, be able to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Afford the new PlayStation tiers. Yeah. You want to talk about that, or are you? Like, yeah, yeah, I mean. Sony, Sony this was the big thing. This was Project Spartacus. Yeah, but the funny thing is, is like, I think that there's like, uh, people are expecting something completely different compared to what it is. So like, yeah. Sony announced the new tiers for PlayStation Plus. So it's consisting of three tiers. You have the essential tier, which is basically PlayStation Plus as we have it. And then you have the extra tier, which will include up to 400 games of PS4 and PS5. And some of the uh, games, yeah, I got it here, yeah, yeah, and some yeah, of the games, yeah, up to four games, yeah, and some of the games included are Returnal and Spider-Man Miles Morales. So it doesn't have Forbidden West, it doesn't have Gran Turismo. It's not gonna do the day and date, at least for now, the day and date stuff that Xbox does. And then you have the the premium tier, which will include um, up to four hundred PS4 and PS5 games, and up to seven hundred. PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP games, and you're able to stream them or to download some of them and play them on your console. Yeah, so PlayStation 3 is stream only. Yeah. And certain PlayStation 2, PlayStation, and PSP games and PS4 games will either be stream or download. Yeah. Which is super duper weird because because of this, um, PlayStation Now is going bye bye. Yeah, they're merging. Um, it they're into basically premium. merging it into yeah. one. Yeah. So the PlayStation Now aspect is in PlayStation Plus Premium. Yeah. For the countries that support PlayStation Now. Yeah. If your country does not support PlayStation Now, you uh, you can't get PlayStation Plus Premium. You can get PlayStation Plus Deluxe, which basically does the same thing. Minus the streaming games. Okay, well, that's so good. And I think it's also limited game demos <clears throat> or game trials included. What the hell? Okay, first of all, demos should never be tied to anything paid. No, but I think in this Ever. case, it's like the like the trial they did for in the UK a couple of months ago, where they put out like a five hour trial of Death Stranding, 
And then if you bought the game, you would be able to transfer your save over. So it's like that instead of like a game demo. But it doesn't demo. say that it's like that. It said time-limited trials. Okay, so, okay, to be fair, Nintendo does this too with the Nintendo Switch Online stuff. Yeah. But I don't like that either. Because yeah. what it is, is it allows you to play the game for a week, mm-hmm. like the full game for a week. The save file stays on your system. Yeah. And then what they usually do is in that week and a little bit beyond that, the game is on discount. Yeah. So if you like the game, you can then buy it at a discount. It's like, just give me a demo so I can just take my time or whatever. Yeah. Instead of giving me the full game and just being like, Ooh, you like you like you like that taste? You want some more? Like a gosh darn crack dealer or something. <laughs> wow, okay. Like it's it's great, but it's like not ideal. I prefer the carrot example. But the fact that you have to pay for it is the part that kind of pisses me off. I get that. Because if you're gonna do something like that, then just do it for free. Yeah, but like I don't think... pay for it and then still do the discount because that way you have access to way more people, i.e. Everybody that owns the gosh darn console yeah. will be able to play it for a week for free. And then they'll make the decision if they want to buy it or not. At this point, you have to buy into that. Yeah, but I think in this case, it's just them trying to add as much value to the tiers and still keep the tiers segmented. The thing is, is that a lot of people are making a big fuss. Then add it to essential. Honestly, then add it to essential. Yeah. Makes more sense. Yeah, I mean... Because it's not like the, the game trials on Nintendo Switch Online is not a part of the expansion pack. That's something that was there uh, with the all, the regular online. Oh, that's nice. I didn't even know it was part of Nintendo Switch Online. I thought everybody could do it. Um, But that just shows how much I try stuff out on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... They also, don't, oh. they also don't do it a lot. Okay. It's like... Yeah, it's more, when it mostly happens, Japanese it's like games. Nowhere. Yeah, it's mostly Japanese no, games, that, I've noticed. That's a mix. They did... Yeah. They did um, they did Overcooked 2 oh, nice. oh, a while ago, fun. and I think they did a bunch of other Western games too, so okay. it's a mix. It's oh, a mix. okay. But like the thing that a lot of people are having issues with is that it's not doing the day and date thing that Xbox Game Pass does. And I, I get really that. I really don't know why people were expecting that. Yeah, but. I mean, like, people were prepared in advance that this wasn't going to happen. And, I mean, Jim Ryan has said that it's not feasible for Sony to do that. But the thing is, I was listening to another podcast the other day, and they actually mentioned this, and I was like, well, this makes sense now that they're saying this. Is like, and people might not agree with me, but this is almost mm. like the whole thing Microsoft did when the Series X was announced around the whole smart delivery stuff. You know, that they they shout, they came up with this marketing term, and they shouted it from the rooftops, and people were like, we need smart delivery. It's so awesome, and it's so amazing. And and in the end, it was a cool feature, but it's not like game changing, you know. Like I, everybody knows how I thought about smart and how about <laughs> and there was this another feature I even can't remember because it's so insignificant that I made an issue of. But like backwards pe- compatibility. No, 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 no. But people say like, okay, you know, um, it's not doing games day and date. But if you think about it, yes, Microsoft says that they're doing all their first party games day and date to to Game Pass. But if you really think hard about it, they don't have that many games that really want you to make them play them day to day. So like the only games you would want to do that in the last year, for example, is Halo Infinite and is Forza. Mm. Besides that, 
Microsoft is still working on their stable of first-party games. Because let's be honest, Microsoft does not have a super great first-party lineup. They have a lot of games that have potential, like Fable and uh, State of Decay and all sorts of stuff. But it's like they're not doing something with it, or maybe just now. Like, where's Avowed? Where is all the other stuff they have in development, you know? And the thing with, with PlayStation is just like, I think it is kind of like out there that PlayStation Studios has the best first party lineup out there. So like people are comparing these two, but it's not a fair comparison because yes, it's not being done day and date. And yes, it would be really cool if they did it, but it would kind of overshadow and kind of take out the, the, the wind out of the sails of some of these games because a lot of people would be like, you know what? I'll just wait till it comes out on PS Plus the day it launches and then I'll play it. And if I don't like it, I won't buy it. And then if they don't buy it, then the, the game will not bring enough money eventually. And then maybe some franchises will just die out because publishers are, Sony's like, yeah, okay, we put a lot of money into this game. It didn't bring in a lot of money. It's not feasible for us to continue doing this because, you know, we blew a lot of money on this stuff, but apparently people don't want it. And Microsoft doesn't is not in that position just yet because one, they're rich ass. And second, they don't have a lot of first-party yeah. games. So, like, they're making a big deal out of the day-and-date stuff, but there's not a lot of stuff out there to play day-and-date. It's more like uh, a catchphrase. Yet, by the way. Yet. Yet. Yeah, definitely. Like, if they get to the point where, like, Starfield, that would be the perfect game to be wanted to play day-and-date. But besides that, I cannot come up with another game that's coming to Xbox this year that I that it gets me excited. Whereas with PlayStation, we had Gran Turismo, we had Forbidden West, maybe we'll get God of War. So like you see the difference there. There's already three games versus the one, you know. So a lot of people sort of focusing on this whole thing about they're not doing it day and date. And I get it. It's cool. It would be super awesome if Sony did it. But the flip side is if they did it, then maybe we wouldn't get as much cool games because it will in the long run, affect all these games. And I, I feel like people are lacking that perspective because they've been, they've gotten used to this, using your crack dealer example, some crack dealer <laughs> sold them on this catchphrase called day and date. And now they're all hooked to it. And they're like, I want day and date because Nintendo doesn't do it as well. And people are completely fine with that, you know? So this crack dealer from the States is like, you know, we're doing day and date. And then when people want to get their fix, there's not a lot to get day and date. So, you know. Oh, my God. What have I done? This show is like, we have the most crazy examples. We're off the rails. Yeah, we have the most crazy examples in this show. And, you know, but but that's the thing. And, like, personally, I want to try the, the extra tier because I'm really curious to see what kind of games they're going to add to it. Plus... To be honest, like if they add games to it that I normally wouldn't buy, such as, for example, Demon's Souls, you know, for me, that's a reason to keep the subscription going. Like mm. the, the, the fact that they're adding Miles Morales and Returnal, I think is great because one, Miles Morales is still one of the, the most fun PlayStation 5 games to play. Like everybody that gets a PS5, I tell them, play Miles Morales first because that game is just so cool and fun. And then Returnal, Returnal won the BAFTA for best game this la past weekend which is pretty crazy because like it takes two one in all other shows so it's funny that returnal won this one and it, and the head of the studio said like I'm really excited for returnal coming to PS plus because it will allow a lot more people to experience our game 
because it is a pretty niche game. Like I can't imagine it being intimidating for a lot of people because they hear stories about yeah. it. And now it's coming. And to they PS watch Plus. the and they watch live streams of it. Of yeah. Course. And now it's coming to PS Plus, so it gets like this whole new lease on life. And you can play it with the, with a friend together if you want, because they brought out the co-op update. So like it's a whole lot of new. This game is getting a whole new audience, you know. And to be honest, that's really cool. And it doesn't matter if it was day and date or not, you know, because the, the the idea of allowing your game to be played by a bigger audience is cool. And maybe Sony will start adding games down the line, like six months after release, they'll add Horizon Forbidden West. That's still cool, because then the people that really wanted to play it in the beginning got to experience it like me. And I'll be like championing the game and telling other people like, hey, if you get a PS5, you need to play that game, you know? And the people will be like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll play it on PS Plus, you know. So you know it. It's stop getting hooked on the day and date stuff because <laughs> it's not everything. True, true, true. I will say this: I am the one thing you know what I'm going to say about this, right? Yeah. Because the only thing that I am disappointed about is the classic stuff. Yeah. That they put that in the high tier. I, I get it's that. Too high. I get that. Yeah. It's like, come on, like the at least like okay, I get it, like. The PlayStation 3 stuff, fine, whatever. Like, yeah. okay. But, like, the, the PlayStation 1 and 2 stuff and the PSP stuff, why is that in the high... T- like, give us that and, like, be like, oh, it's going to be streaming only, but put that in the extra. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you want to be able to download this, hey, th- there's the premium. Yeah, that makes that sense. allow you to download yeah. some of these games. Like, fine, whatever. I already don't like the fact that the PlayStation 3 games are stream only, which... I have a thing about that as well because apparently yeah there's a rumor going around that because of the response people had to the PS3 stuff it being stream mm-hmm. only um they're working on emulation on PlayStation 5 yeah they're working on emulation for PlayStation on a proper emulator for PS5 and I think like I mean the reason that they're not doing it is is really is a simple one that they shot themselves in the foot when they came out with the PS3 by creating this super complex sophisticated cell architecture which was i don't like it when cool. people say that though yeah it, it's it's true that. it's that but by now by now there's been like emulators that are able to replicate playstation 3 yes on like less stellar hardware than playstation 5 so it's like that is kind of not an excuse anymore this would have been a perfect excuse around the PlayStation 4 time. And if you're not going to do it for PlayStation 4, I get that. Mm-hmm. But for PlayStation 5, which is this powerful, it yeah. was weird. Yeah. And the only reason I think they didn't do it also is because they were literally moving what they do with PlayStation Now to this tier. That is the only reason they haven't done it. I, I, so yeah, it's, it it kind of feels like a lazy port. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, like, I... I yeah, I mean, I think there may maybe it's like the technological reason, and also the is is a lot, a lot of people interested in P, playing PS3 games like that argument because maybe they don't know how big that group is. Um, but I well, mean, you don't know until you try, right? Yeah, and I and people are not people were not sorry, whoops, people were not interested in PlayStation Now where you can play PlayStation Three games streamed. Yeah. Um, not download, just streamed. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people had mixed um, experiences with them. And that's why they're not interested. Yeah. And it makes sense. If the, if the, if the, if the um, experience isn't good, why would you invest in actually trying to play them? Yeah. 
So then maybe the interest the, at that point is low. But if you have mag, if you make it like run natively or emulate it, yeah, it's a higher chance because yeah. that way you know there's no you don't have to worry about internet dropping or whatever. Like <laughs> while while you're in the middle of I don't know Tokyo jungle or whatever, or playing um what's that what's that game Warhawk or Lair. <laughs> Oh man, Lair. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm being. I'm. St- I'm completely being a jerk. Warhawk was a really <laughs> cool game, by the way. That was just like Sony's answer to Battlefield. That was a really cool game. I put a lot of time in it. Yeah, I mean, there. Warhawk has its fans, but if you don't have something that's stable, what what is gonna get people to come back? That's the only thing that's kind of worrying for me. Hopefully, they do this with the rest of the games, but also now. We know why they wanted to shut down all the stores because they wanted to do this. Yeah, yeah, they didn't add Vita, so a lot of people are still a bit thing about that. Yeah, so they didn't add Vita, and the PlayStation and the PlayStation Portable store is closed. Yeah, on PlayStation Portable, yeah. you can still buy PlayStation Portable games on Vita. Yeah, super weird that that's possible, but whatever. Um. The really weird thing is that apparently there were some games that all of a sudden stopped working on like PlayStation 3s. Like people bought like PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 games, specifically Chrono Cross. They bought it on PlayStation 3 via PSN. And that all of a sudden they can't boot it up again. Is that because of the remake coming out or the remaster or... It's a very interesting timing, and one would say maybe that's why, but it's not just that game. It's just that a lot of uh, the examples are pertaining to that game because they're getting messages that the game was bought in, like, 1960 or whatever. Mm, So, like, there's, like, a software bug that says, like, the game was bought in a different time, so the the game has expired. Mm. So they can't play it anymore because the expiration date is in, like, 1960-something. I always um, wonder why it reverts to that because I know with some computers as well when their internal clock thingy gets messed up it always goes back yeah. to like April 1st 1960 or something like that I'm like I think it has something to do with Unix. Mm, okay. I think it's a Unix thing. Um but that still doesn't change the fact that now all of a sudden stuff that people legitimately bought on the PlayStation store yeah can't be played anymore. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah, it's not supposed to. Um be. hopefully they fix it. I hope so. I hope they do. But uh yeah, that I don't know. I, yeah. Time will tell. I will say this: I will try PlayStation Plus Premium for a month, just because I want to check out the classic games. Mm. Um, I might actually convert my account in general to the extra tier. A hundred bucks is a lot. Yeah, but they'll probably uh, do like the sales because I, for example, got yeah. my PS Plus for forty-five bucks because you know Sony does like these. Black I Friday always wait sales. for those sales. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, forty-five I mean, or forty-one yeah. bucks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the service is coming out in uh, June, so it's a couple yeah. of months before it comes out. And I think before then, the press will probably get some hands-on time, so we will hear about their experiences before it comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? We'll probably not get our hands on. <sighs> yes, I know. Abandoned. <laughs> <laughs> so recently, um, the director for for Abandoned uh, explained in a tweet why he was like. Apparently, there were a bunch of people tweeting to to uh, him and like the company about yo, like when the game coming out, when are you gonna show new stuff and stuff. And they were like taking down tweets, um, 
and um, like the director uh, Hassan uh, Karaman. I think so. Yeah. Very difficult name. Um, was like, uh, yeah, well, um, we like not gonna lie, like we were scared because of the backlash and blah blah blah. Yeah, but they created um, that shit on their own. They they did though. Yeah, they, they dug their they own did. grave. And the here the funny part is that he was talking about like how um, you know how the game is apparently still in the works. Um, yeah, we'll, right. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, and that they were still working on the prologue, which they said was going to be a free release. It's now going to be a paid release. You know, this game, from the moment it got announced till now, it's just going from bad to worse. And like I said it before we started recording. I mean, I think they're based here in the Netherlands. I mean, I'm this close to just driving up. The, I'm not a violent person. I do not condone violence. <laughs> but I'm this close to just driving up to their studios, throwing a brick through their window with a note on it saying, shut the F up and come out and talk when you have something to show. Until that time, I do not want to hear a single word coming out of your mouth or regarding this game because it's vaporware at this point. The, the, I mean, the stuff... Yeah, they, at this point it is the, the stuff they pulled, hinting that they're that there may be a Silent Hill game, hinting that there may be a Metal Gear Solid game, hinting that there may be ties to Kojima. I think part of it is also the reporting is went a little bit over the top. Yeah, but like they put out... I think out, part of it is that too. People asked like, what's the name of the game? And then they, because they said Abandoned is a working title. And then they said, the name of the game is a hint. It starts with an S and then it's one word. And then there is a second word that ends with an L. And people were like, if I count all these letters, it spells out Silent Hill. So it makes sense to, for us to think it's Silent Hill. As people said, like, it's yeah. Silent Hill. And it was like, no, it's not Silent Hill. And then they posted this cryptic picture of someone that looks like Solid Snake, that has an eye patch, that has a mustache, that literally looks like Solid Snake. And then it's all blurred. And then it has abandoned written on it. So you can't really make out who it or what it is. <laughs> and then they're like... This is a teaser. And then people are like, yo, this looks like Solid Snake or a snake or Big Boss or whatever. So people were like, you know, this is Metal Gear or this is related to Metal Gear. So there was so much stuff going around. And if some would say it's really smart marketing, I would say it's deceptive marketing because basically what oh, they're doing is like they're deceiving everybody to generate a lot of hype for their game. Well, I better hope for their sake that their game actually comes out and is good because if it doesn't, I will bet you that everybody will grab their pitchforks and burn their asses down so that they will never be able to touch a computer and make it. Figuratively, game. by the way, figuratively, figuratively. Yes. I do not condone violence, even though I'm very passionate about it. Yeah, because like, we're on YouTube. We have to be careful with stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, I mean, you know, stop doing that because you're misleading people. And that's generally not cool because it will bite you in the ass. It will backfire really hard because... You don't want a No Man's Sky on your hands that you promised the world and then when your game came out, it was like completely different. And yes, No Man's Sky has redeemed itself in a great way. But like, don't... Ultimate Redemption arc, by the way, No Man's Sky. Yeah. But like, don't be like that, you know? Just don't promise people the world and then deceive them. That's just generally not cool. It also doesn't help that they don't have a good track record, so... Yeah, because the games they made in the past are also like these vague games that all bombed, you know? 
Yeah, they were. They, 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 they were yeah, this doing. studio has lost all its credibility at this point. Yeah. But those that are working on their credibility are working with a new engine, though. Yeah, that's good. Unreal Engine 5 got officially fully released. I still haven't checked it out personally. I still need to do that uh, somewhere down the line. Um, and yes, I have worked in Unreal Engine before, but that was like Unreal Engine 3, so that's a long time ago. Um, and that was also in a school setting, so <laughs> can't say that I've ever developed a game that ever got commercially released. Um, but I'm looking forward to 5. Um, I saw their presentation that they did, The State of Un Unreal. Yes, get it. <laughs> and they tried to do it like, like a, like a, like you know, like a presentation thing. And say, like, you see, like Tim Sweeney is the dude looks super awkward because he is like that uber nerd. Um, and like I say that because I know because I am a nerd and um, I am awkward like that sometimes. Oh God, people don't have let no this idea. facade don't no let idea. this facade yeah. fool you. <laughs> yeah, people have no idea. But oh my goodness, yeah, I mean. Like, from a presentation standpoint, it was kind of awkward at times. But from a tech standpoint, from a demo standpoint, the stuff that they explained, yeah. like, it's a lot of technical stuff, so I won't bring it up here. Um, I would recommend, if you want to know about that, they have it on their Unreal YouTube channel. Take a look. The stuff they showed, though, I'm like, that is actually kind of really cool yeah. and really badass if yeah. you're working on a next-generation system. Plus, it is a scalable, it's very scalable because they said the first game that they put out it's using Fortnite. Unreal Engine 5 is Fortnite. Yep. And Fortnite is on pretty much everything, including the Switch. So even the Switch version runs on Unreal Engine 5. It runs on mobile as well, I think. It also runs on mobile, but, yeah. you know, um, Fortnite is not on mobile currently. Oh, on Android, right? Not on iOS, I think. Nope. Is no, I mean you can. I think you can still sideload on Android. Oh right! It also got kicked out of the Android store. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, forgot yeah. about yeah. that. Oh wow. But they it does run on mobile if you play it on GeForce Now. Oh nice. Yeah. I tried that. It's super weird. <laughs> is it laggy? It is. Uh, it can be if your net network connection is not good. Mm, okay. And. It was, I don't know, in general, it kind of felt laggy, but it's still in beta. Okay. But the weird thing is, it is running on a mobile version. Because it has the mobile overlay. It works exactly as it did on mobile. Okay. Except it's running through GeForce Now. Hmm. Like, at first, I thought, oh, they're just, like, taking the PC version and doing, like, a screen overlay for mobile. Mm -hmm. But it's not. As far as I can tell... Graphics-wise, and I can't be 100% sure because of the artifacting that I experienced, mm -hmm. it looked like the mobile version. That's nice. So it's like they're emulating the mobile version through the cloud, and they're like the, 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 the touch, because it's using touch, mm -hmm. like all the touch buttons work as they should. That is super weird. I don't know how they did it. I don't know what kind of voodoo that um nvidia is doing to make this work for epic but it works it actually works oh, that's cool artifacting aside <laughs> artifacting aside and like some like dips and performance aside it actually works that is, like, yeah, that's, okay yeah i actually tried that's out cool. uh xbox cloud <laughs> gaming on my tablet and i played like hades for a couple of minutes just to check out and i mm. did it with the touch controls and that also surprisingly works well because it just 
works through the browser. I have an iPad, so it, there's no app. Mm. So you just go through the browser. And then um, I could not perceive any lag or anything. Like when I pressed the on-screen buttons, it attacked immediately. So I was like, whoa, this is actually pretty cool. I haven't hooked up a controller to try out some heavier stuff like Forza Horizon or stuff like that. But I was actually yeah. impressed by how smooth it were. You know, like, oh, maybe cloud gaming is actually getting to the part where people can experience it. And I mean, like, I know how well GeForce Now works. Um, but in the landscape... Because I won't shut it up about it. <laughs> that. And I've also tried it myself. But like, um, in the land in the landscape of, of cloud gaming, there's only three. And the third mm-hmm. one isn't really our favorite. <laughs> the third one is dead. Basically. <laughs> yeah. But it's really cool to see that these two really work well. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to see that they're making progress. Yeah. Um, I think they added um, virtual virtual buttons to only a select few games on Xbox three months ago or so. Yeah, so there's it's like a, a separate library. Yeah. So you have like touch-enabled games and then other games require control or they'll give you this big disclaimer like performance might not be optimal, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, unfortunately, I did find out recently that um, one of the games that I really wanted to play on uh, through the browser is Microsoft Flight Simulator, mm. and it's actually on the the cloud version. Really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I haven't tr- I haven't tried it out yet. Otherwise, I would have been talking about it in what we've been playing. But uh, it's something that I still need to do. I just haven't had the time mm. to do it because of other stuff that I will be talking about in what we've been playing. Nice. Um, but yeah, like uh, Unreal Engine. They also uh, announced, or um, what are they called again? Um, the Tomb Raider developers. Crystal Dynamics. Uh, Crystal Dynamics announced that they're working on a new Tomb Raider yep. that is being made in Unreal Engine 5. Yep. Fun fact, the game director, I think it's the game director for Days Gone has moved yeah. over to Crystal Dynamics and is working. He hasn't said on what he's working, but he said he's working at Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's working on this game. Probably. But this game is not coming out for at least, I venture to make a guess, an educated guess and say Next it's year? not coming out for at least three years. I don't know about that because it's been a while since. Because it's stuff. because I think they said it's still early. I think they said they're still in the planning stages. Okay. Um, as far as I can tell. I, um, I think the cool part about Unreal Engine 5 from what I've seen is that it will actually be able to speed up game development a lot because there are so many tools in it. Like there's this tool for open world games where they can just segment the open world in smaller chunks so that different teams can work on their chunk instead of mm-hmm. working in the whole open world. And I'm like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it even comes with this... Um multiplayer shooter um, engine, as it were, Mm -hmm. or game, as it were, that is fully customizable and can use that to make your own, like, multiplayer versus games, like multiplayer shooter versus games. That's cool. Um, I think, I don't don't remember what it's called. Uh, There was so much information that I kind of just let wash over me. Um, They've also announced that... Uh, I think it was called Jammer or something. Okay. And they've also announced that CD Projekt Red is switching to Unreal Engine 5 for the new Witcher game. Thank goodness. And Thank um, goodness. one of the reasons they switched is because Unreal Engine is obviously more stable and it doesn't uh, break like your own engine does. So it doesn't give you like 1,600 issues while you're trying to 
fix the bugs of your game, which we, of course, know happened with Cyberpunk. Um, but yeah, that's great news that they're using Unreal Engine 5, so it will look really, really pretty. Yes, and it will actually be stable. <laughs> yes, maybe not okay, I'm sorry. get delayed I'm, three I'm times. Real, I'm being a real jerk today for some reason. Uh. I, I don't, it's just, ah, I don't know. It's just like between Cyberpunk and, um, and like just the whole ordeal with that, it's been super. It's been super weird with like with like um, CD Projekt Red. So yeah, I don't know. I I do I do um, I do want to see them succeed. Yeah, specifically the developers. Um, but they handled it so poorly that they've been bleeding like talent, and people don't want to work because of the whole work culture uh, stories that have come out since then. So they're having a tough time getting people to join. Yeah. So I hope they're moving to Unreal Engine 5 um, and their recommitment into bettering the work culture within um, does get them the talent that they need to make a new game. I think eventually when they start to show off the game, it will attract more people because, you know, people love a good redemption story. And I think that They've proven with The Witcher that they can make great games. So um, I think a lot of people... Eventually. Yeah, I mean, like, I think Eventually. people will, for that nostalgic feeling, be like, I would love to be a part of The Witcher 4 because I enjoyed the other Witcher games so much. So I would want to work there. So, um, yeah, that. Basically. Mm, true. true. Uh, speaking of working, we, we round out back to Activision. Because, uh, where's the article? Oh, yeah, there it is. So, remember a while ago when the whole thing dropped with Activision Blizzard, you know, with the, with the accusations of, like, sexual harassment, yeah. blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. The other part of that story was that they were not treating their QA testers well mm-hmm. or at all. Um, they were all contract hires. Um, they didn't get good pays. They didn't get the benefits of being an employee, despite the fact that the hours that they have to put in. Now they're saying that they're going to be making like a thousand QA contractors full time employees. Nice. With a big fat caveat, they are not allowed to unionize. Oh. Okay. Well. Which uh, specifically the Raven Software QA department is not allowed to unionize if they do because they were unionizing, right? They were gearing up to unionize because, well, again, Activision Blizzard is a crap place to work um, or work for. Um, I wonder. And they were gearing up to unionize, and this is this is basically their way to quell that. I wonder if it's like, I wonder what stage. Microsoft is involved with all this. Like, if is Microsoft treating this like till we till the, for, till the acquisition is complete, you get to do whatever you want and we don't care, or is it more like no, no, no? From now on, we want you to run every major decision through us because we, you know, it will impact us in the future. So we kind of want to know what we're getting ourselves into. I that's actually a really good thing. I don't think there's an answer for that. That's public. No. As far as I can tell. They are still running their own day-to-day until the acquisition is complete. Yeah. Before that, Activision is essentially 
making the company more appealing for Microsoft yeah. by, the, by the time it's done. And I think this is one of the reasons why. But it's really scummy yeah. that one of the caveats is that they're not allowed to unionize. Yeah. It is very scummy. Yeah, you're going to get full benefits and blah, 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 blah. But don't unionize. Yeah. You're not allowed to. If you do, if you take this money, we're giving you the money now. So don't unionize. It's like, no, it's not about the money, gosh darn it. It's about how people are being treated. Yeah. Like the money, obviously, because people have pay, bills to pay. But yeah. if you're giving people the money and you're still treating them as a number. Or if the working conditions don't improve. Or the working conditions don't improve. What's the point, right? Yeah. It's like the carrot and the stick. Yeah. Yeah, in that case, it really is like the carrot and the stick. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Activision Blizzard has confirmed the promised races for QA employees will not be eligible for employees attempting to unionize at Raven Studio. What the actual crap? I... uh... I think it's a very dirty, dirty move. Mm. Yeah, it's it kind of sucks. So you can either become a full-time QA tester and you'll get a pay raise and you are not allowed to unionize or you can unionize, but uh, you are not getting a pay raise or getting permanent employee or full-time employment. Um, not permanent. That's. I wonder that's, how Microsoft does this. Yeah, I wonder how Microsoft I, looks at this. Hmm. I would say that I, at this point, I don't think they. I don't want to say that they don't care, but it's not in their purview yet. So yeah. it's not their responsibility. Activision Blizzard is still responsible for itself. Yeah. Because, like you said before, the deal could be like said, like, ah, you're not allowed to do this deal if like the FTC has anything to say about it. Yeah. Or maybe some European Union regulator. I don't think any European Union regulator has anything to say about the sale. Well, I think in... Since it's two US companies, I think the FTC is basically bleeding. Yeah, but they have subsidiaries in Europe as well. True. Because I think that was also the thing with the ARM deal with NVIDIA that it needed to be approved like globally or like in multiple countries. Yeah, but the same thing goes for Bethesda. They also like Zenimax had a bunch of yeah, but Zenimax isn't Europe as too. big as uh, as Activision. Yeah, fair. Plus, the deal was like what, like three or what, five or six billion versus what, sixty, seventy uh, that billion? Was, nah, that was wasn't that like eight billion or, or eight, like eight Whatever. billion compared it's to like, seven, it's, yeah. it's big numbers versus bigger numbers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like numbers that we can't even comprehend. The lowly people that we are. Yeah, that's like way you know above what? my pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, is that even a pay grade at that point? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Um, I think we've had most of the news that we put up, right? Breath of the Wild two got delayed. Oh yeah. Wow, I actually. And and you said like, I'm not gonna write that down because that's something I'll just remember. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, we talked about so many things. I know. Like, oh yeah, right. Breath of the Wild 2 got delayed. Gee, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I did not see that coming. Oh, wow. Oh, wait, no. I did see that coming. Yeah. Because I totally talked about it multiple times. Um, even when they said it was going to come out 2020, I was like, eh, you're saying 2022? You're not saying 
Um, you're not saying May. You're not saying uh, a season, just a year. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But I think, and, and we've talked about this. I think this creates the perfect moment or the perfect launch title for a Switch Pro or a Switch successor for a new Switch. Yeah. System. So I think that's and the I reason. agree with that. Yeah. I do agree with that because the patterns are uncannily similar to when Breath of the Wild first came out. Okay. Or was first announced. Because when it was first announced, it was a Wii U title. Yeah, I know. And they showed off that beautiful, beautiful uh, backdrop of Hyrule. Mm -hmm. And it looked gorgeous. And then they had the whole thing be like, all of a sudden it was like animated and stuff. It's like, oh, I thought it was just like an animated like wallpaper, but it was actual like, um, well, it wasn't actual gameplay, but simulated gameplay. Yeah. And it looked really cool, like with the with the Guardian and everything. And that was like years before. That was, I think, it was teased back in two thousand. I want to say two thousand fourteen or fifteen. Okay, something like two thousand fourteen. Yeah, this was before we knew that the Switch was going to be a thing. It was still rumored as like and uh, like Project NS, um, uh, and. Like that got delayed and delayed and delayed. They showed stuff. They even showed a working uh, Wii U version with like a completely like a different a HUD, but that's because they were still working on the game as a very early. And the weird thing is, was they showed that demo off screen. So it was Miyamoto and Iwata, and they were talking about the game. And Iwata was and uh, Miyamoto was playing the game, or was it or was it Miyamoto and uh, Eiji Onuma? I forget. It's been a long time. But they weren't showing the game in full. Like, it wasn't like, oh, they're showing the game, like, in full, like, full screen. It was on a screen in the background. <laughs> they were playing it. So people had to, like, digitally enhance the image so they could see what was going on. It's like, that is really weird. But okay, we'll let that slide. And that went on for, like, a long time before we saw, like, footage from the game. And the last, the next time we saw it was at E3 2016, and they were still saying, "Yes, this is a Wii U exclusive." Yeah. And S, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, we're working on a new console, but don't, don't like, don't think about that right now. This is a Wii U exclusive. And then November came around, or yeah, November, October came around in 2016, and then we saw the Switch, and guess what was on the gosh darn Switch? Freaking Yeah. I'm pretty sure that because the sequel still doesn't have a title. Yep. I think with either they're going to do the same thing. We're going to see something in October, November, or December about new hardware. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I'm not guaranteeing that that's the case. This is my speculation, by the way. I, this is an educated guess. I do not have any kind of like contact pertaining to like Nintendo stuff in the industry. So please do not quote me on this. This is a hundred percent just a fan making an educated guest based on history. We either get something at the end of this year that gets announced, or we get something at the beginning of next year that gets announced in tandem with the title of the Breath of the Wild sequel. That's both sound plausible. I don't know what that's going to be. Um, at the latest, if they do announce something, it would probably be at 
the Game Awards, which is in December always. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually the perfect time because around that time, most games are already out. So uh, most big titles are already out. So there's enough breathing room for a big announcement to be made that'll just suck up all the oxygen in the room, as to, so, so to speak, and just be the conversation of the holiday. Yep. So whatever holiday release happened, oh no, there's a new system with a new Zelda and it's going to be amazing. The only thing that we know right now is that it's a new Zelda game based in Breath of the Wild. It's a sequel. It's going to take place on the land and in the sky and somewhere else, apparently, because when they announced the delay, Eiji Anuma said, yeah, we already showed you that the game is going to take place in the sky and on land, but it's also going to take place somewhere else. And he didn't specify where that somewhere else was. On the water, maybe? It was like, underwater? Mm, unlikely. Because Hyrule does not have a lot of bodies of water, um, unless you count the ocean. Yeah. Um, another dimension people have floated around, which can be true, because Hyrule has, in the past, have different dimensions. Think about um, Link's Awakening, where you have the Dark World, or uh, A Link Between Worlds, where you have Low Rule, which is literally the dimensional opposite of Hyrule. Okay. So it's not like How it hasn't original happened before. to call it low rule, by the way? Yeah, I mean, it's below Hyrule, get <sighs> it? Hyrule, low rule. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, it, it's, at this point, the most plausible thing is it comes out with the successor to the Switch and whatever that's going to be called, the Switch Pro. They'll probably won't call it a Switch Pro. But like uh, no, no. So they'll call it something else. Yeah. So I'm still hoping for Super Switch. That would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, I feel like it's way more plausible now that they do something like this at this point in time. Yeah. Because the Switch is six years old. Yep. They said that they are not going to be retiring the Switch yet. The Switch is at its halfway point in its life. Yeah. So whatever is going to come out, it's going to be a Switch system. Yeah, I mean, like, it's gonna be at probably, the very least backwards compatible with the current Switch. Exactly, and I mean, like, it would be really weird if you turned your back on this massive audience while you're doing. Yeah, the because system. they're like at I think where are they? Hundred million. It's over a hundred million. Yeah, it's over a hundred million. So. Um, they surpassed the Wii sales, which I think is like a hundred and eleven or something. Something like that. So the next milestone is I think the DS, which is at a hundred and fifty-six million, and then probably PS2 after that. I think the PS- Where is the PS? I think the PS2 is the best-selling console ever. I think it's still the DS, technically. Well, here's the thing: they make a distinction between handheld. console and held hand, yeah. handheld. And as like even even as a handheld, I think the DS sold more than the PlayStation Two. Oh, po- possibly. But then again, there were a lot of iterations of the DS for years. DS, DS Lite, DSi, DSi XL. Yeah. 3DS. Did you call it out? No, 3DS is its own thing. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. So 3DS that. sold... Like, the Switch already outsold the 3DS because the 3DS was, like, three-quarter... Like, uh, somewhere around six... Not even 60 million. Mm. I think it was maybe... Okay, maybe more. Okay. I forget. I th- it was. It sold okay. Let okay. me put it that way. Yeah. It sold okay for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lastly, I noticed there was one. 
which was which came out after the PlayStation Plus announcement went through, and that is that Jim Ryan has confirmed that there are multiple acquisitions on the way. So, I mean, we talked about this. Yeah, um, my, I mean, before we started recording. Yeah, so I um, personally said, with the success of mm-hmm. Elden Ring, I think it is within the realm that either Sony or Microsoft will buy from software this year. Um, I hope it's Sony. Um, but I, I think, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens because Elden Ring is the best-selling new IP of this generation. And I'm like counting the PS4 generation as well. And the previous game that hold that title was the, was the Division. So like, it would be a strange move to let this developer just independently float around. Uh, it would be far more strategic to just buy them outright and have them work on something like Bloodborne 2 or Demon's Souls 2 or Elden Ring 2 or whatever. And I mean, we don't really have a live service uh, Souls game. And I think it could be pretty cool if they're... I mean, like... It makes sense for them to join Sony Stable because Sony still wants a lot of first-party, single-player-focused games. And then they're also trying to get more into the live service space. So like if they could, could, could combine the two in a way that works instead of that only focuses on the money, I think this could be really uh, cool for uh, a lot of people because you know you play... I mean, Elden Ring aside, I think you play a Souls game and then eventually you're just done with it because you're, one, really happy that you finished it. And secondly, you've put so much time in it that you have this fatigue. I think with Elden Ring, of course, it's the massive, the world is so massive, you just keep coming back because you haven't discovered a lot of stuff. But I think it would be pretty cool if you could like do stuff together with friends or if there's constantly content being added to the game um, to mm-hmm. make that experience last even longer. Mm, I don't here's the thing because I said this also off stream like I think it's unlikely for dev for from software to sell themselves to a company unless they're completely aligned with them and they get complete creative freedom it could be like the bunch it's more like it's 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 more mm, yeah but with the bungee deal the the reason why they did it that way is because they want the tech yeah they did it for the tech. They didn't necessarily... I honestly don't think they necessarily did it so that they could say they own Bungie. No. Um, otherwise, they would have outright have just they bought They just want Bungie. the expertise around live service. But they I want think their expertise. In this case, they can say, hey, From Software, you like making games. We love selling games or funding games. Here's a big bag of money. Just go out and make another game because, you know, we like that. But if that's the case, then they could just do that outright and make Bloodborne 2. Like they did with Bloodborne One. Yeah, but like, we, want, there is the risk. we want our own Souls games. We know that we kind of messed up with de- with Demon Souls. Um, we need a second chance, please. Yeah. Um, make Bloodborne, so they made Bloodborne. Yeah, but there is uh, a well, risk that Microsoft snatches the company right from under you, and then that game get ne- never. But if made. they don't align with Microsoft's um, ideals, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. If Microsoft says like make more Demon Souls games, and they don't want to make more Demon Souls games. I mean, now they do want to make the games that they want to make. But what if Microsoft says, like, well, um, eventually you have to make games that we want you to make? Yeah. I, I don't think that there's a reason why they're still independent. Yeah. 
there's a reason why they have a deal with Namkai Band, um, uh, Bandai Namco to publish their games instead of being a part of Bandai Namco. Because they're not part of Bandai Namco. They just have a deal with Bandai Namco yeah. to publish their stuff. Um, also, I said, I said that up until this point, Sony has explicitly not bought any Japanese developers. Yep. The fact that they also shuttered um, the, 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 the PlayStation Japan studio or the Sony Japan studio is also kind of a thing. Like, the only thing that's left is Team Asobo. Yep. And that's like a small retention of that group. It's not what it used to be. It's not, it's not Studio Japan. And you're never going to see a new Ape Escape, for example. Or, um, gosh darn, they've worked on a lot of wacky games. I'm not remembering the titles right now except for Ape Escape. Yeah. But, they, like, Vib Ribbon. Or um, other, like, super wacky games that they don't do anymore. And it's kind of, honestly, that's a little bit disappointing. It's cool that they're making awesome, amazing, like, single-player experiences. That's great. But the one, the thing that, again... The thing that makes me a big Nintendo fan is that Nintendo has a decent portfolio of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if they were, if they were just the platforming studio, they would not survive. They would have already have folded like years ago. Yeah, it's the fact that they do other stuff. It's the fact that they have Zelda. It's the fact that they have Smash. It's the fact that they have Kirby. It's the fact that they have Mario. It's the fact that they have all these other stuff that they can rely on. Which, to be fair. Nintendo is still also not doing a great job at that because we still haven't seen a new F-Zero in forever. The last five, five, the, the last Star Fox was divisive. Um, we haven't seen, like, outside of Splatoon and Pikmin, they haven't done anything new recently. Um, but they do, they do, ex, they do still do experimental stuff. And that's what I like about Nintendo. They will do experimental stuff. Mm-hmm. They'll do a ring fit. They'll do a rhythm heaven. They'll do WarioWare. They have all these weird, quirky stuff that they still do. And that's great. I love the I love the variety of Nintendo. And Microsoft, with all these purchases, is kind of trying to do the same thing. Because if you look at all the studios that they bought, it's like a variety of... It's like a... Hmm... I wanted to say it's a coalition rainbow of developers. <laughs> <laughs> and it is because you have like RPG makers like uh, uh, like the Bethesda and um, uh, Obsidian. Uh, but you also have uh, stuff like Arcane Studios that just made Deathloop. And um, you have uh, other studios like, uh, a te- uh, what is it called again? Tango? Um, that makes horror games. You know, there's a variety of stuff now that they're doing. They recently put out, which is kind of unfortunate that not a lot of people are talking about it. They recently put out a new Age of Flipping Empires, of all things, which is a strategy game. And that's not stuff that people make anymore, at least not to that extent. Yeah, I think the audience has become very small and very niche. And that's kind of a shame because... Those games are really Back fun. in the day, you had a lot of variety of games, and yep. all of the games are starting to be super similar. Yep. And now they're doing the stuff with the live game services, and I kind of hate it. There are good games. Don't get me wrong. There are good games that come out of that. But it's not the same. Yeah. 
it's not the same as a random game that they put out. It's not like they're. It's not like, for example, Square Square Enix does weird stuff, and they seem to be acknowledging their past, which is nice. But they're also acknowledging it in a half-assed way, which I kind of hate. So I hope that Sony, or at least Jim Ryan, um, well, seeing the error of his ways is kind of a strong word to say, but sees the light. They'll probably (laughs) buy Deviation Games next, you know, the super innovative game guys. Oh, they're definitely going to buy them because they don't, as far as I can tell, they don't have a studio that does first-person shooters. Garina. And they're invested, and they. What? When's the last time they did one? Killzone, uh, Shadowfall for the PS3, uh, four. Yeah, but like I think. What, what in... was that? What, what, what was that? 2013. Hey, but Hello? hey, uh, I think a lot of people are happy it's that they did decade. Horizon. Yeah, but like I think in the case of Deviation, it's because they're ex Call of Duty developers, so Sony's probably yeah. banking on them to hope that they release something in the vein of the next call of duty so sony can capitalize on that but so yeah. far i think rarely has a studio been able to replicate the success of call of duty uh even though not even were, call of duty yeah because there were even with x developers because the original infinity ward is a medal of honor developer so they kind of kind of did it on themselves you know yeah it's a, like that whole that whole family tree of that developer is super weird. Yeah. Um, oh, Respawn. I'm Respawn wondering... is the only one that did it. Yeah. yeah. Respawn is the only one that did it. And they still are not allowed to make a Titanfall 3. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's, it's really because Apex is so successful. Yeah, they kind of shot themselves in yeah. the foot. <laughs> th- yeah, because at this point, if they make a new Titanfall 3, like the core audience that love Titanfall 2 will buy it. But the rest will be like, I have Apex. Is there a core audience that still play Titanfall 2? Yeah, because the servers were all hacked and stuff a couple of times in the past. And you have this a lot of times. You have this fan base that really loved the Titanfall 2 single player. I loved the Titanfall 2 single player. It was like really good. Is that on EA Play, by the way? I think it is. Oh, easy there. I think it is. Might have to look at that. If, if you haven't played case. it. It is, if that's the case, I might have to play it. It is one of the best on single-player uh, campaigns for, like, a shooter in the last few years. Yeah. I will give it a try. I will definitely give it a try when I get some time. Yeah. Um, but speaking of time, I think with that, we've talked about all the news articles yeah. that, we, uh, that we gathered. Um, so, you know, shout-outs to... Uh, Shout us to uh, GameDeveloper.com, uh, IGN.com, PlayStation Blog, of course, um, uh, WCFTech, uh, Tweakers.net for all the news that is fit to play in this segment. So stick around. We'll be right back with... We're back with the second segment, as always. It's with what we've been playing, Sean Templar. What have you been playing? Um, I haven't played a lot because, uh, you know, I'm still not in the mood to play anything. And that's okay. Uh, so I've played a little bit of Cyberpunk on my PlayStation. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I play, like, little bits here and there. Um, I've been mostly watching TV shows or catching up on TV shows. So Did I, you check out the Halo show? 
Not yet. I'm waiting for everything to air so I can binge it in one go. But I'm, I'm a binger, so with a lot of shows, I wait till it, it's completely aired. Um, oh, okay. I did watch uh, Bel Air, which is like a remake of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but with a more serious note. Mm-hmm. I actually like it. It's really good. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's not... The super gritty Bel Air? Yeah, I mean, I like it. It's really good. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Euphoria a little bit. And like everybody, I still haven't watched you for you. Yeah, for you is really good. Um, but yeah, so Cyberpunk a little bit. Uh, you know, it's Cyberpunk. It, the PS5 version is really good. I mean, there's no <laughs> wacky ass stuff going. It's just really good. Finally, mm. it's kind of how the game should have launched. Uh, yeah, if they just waited another year. Yeah. Uh, so that, and then I've also been playing. Uh, I started playing Rome Total War on my iPad. Because initially... Again? Yeah, again. Because uh, I think like two years ago or three years ago, I finished the whole campaign on my iPad. And mm-hmm. the other day, I was just bored. And I was like, I started a new campaign. And I thought like, this will probably bore me out in 10 minutes. And before I knew it, I was playing it the whole night. And then <laughs> I remembered like, wait, wait, I have this, I have the remake on the PC. So why shouldn't I just play that? So the other day, I spent like, I think three hours playing the remake on the PC, mm-hmm. which obviously looks and has a couple of added uh, stuff in there um i was like yeah this feels really nice and like normally i always have the same strategy like i pick a roman faction so you start off in italy and then usually i just work my way up into like from italy i work my way all the way up to the netherlands and also get like spain and france and stuff like that so i never go either down into africa or into like uh, Asia or the Middle East. But this time I just did the opposite. So I just went straight into Africa and got got Carthage and stuff like that. And I'm slowly expanding in that direction. Um, And I'm also, normally I'm like, I take a settlement and I occupy it. And then, you know, we build from there. But, you know, it could get, if you buy, if you um, take over another settlement with a different culture, it will give you issues in the long run. So I either occupy this uh, settlement and I distribute the population, enslave them and literally just distribute them among my other settlements so those settlements can grow. Or if I notice that it's a really annoying type of, if I have a feeling like these people are going to get really annoying from a culture point of view, like they're going to instigate a lot of riots and stuff like that, I just exterminate the whole uh, settlement and then I just start over. Yes, I know. what the heck? I know. It sounds very gritty, but like... When you're trying to build an empire, you just have to make really hard decisions. <laughs> and these are the decisions the game gives you. Like, ideally, I would just have everyone <laughs> just be around and, you know, just make friends with everybody. Like, be a dictator of the people for the people. But in this case, the glory of Rome and the greatness of Rome has more importance. So, this is worse than <laughs> making China grow larger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah jeez at least there you had diplomacy yeah so in this case uh well i still use diplomacy i just go to everyone and i get trade rights so i get a lot of money through trade and then mm. if somebody pisses me off and they declare war then i just keep on fighting them until they have wiped out their whole faction and then in the meantime they'll come at me a lot of times and say like no no we want peace and i'm like yeah you should have thought of that before you attacked me there is no peace <laughs> There is only death. And then, you know, we just go on. So, um, yeah, I've been playing that. And um, 
there are a couple of games I really want to play, but I haven't gotten them yet. So, like, I want to try out the new Skywalker Saga with the Lego game because it looks really cool. Same, same, same. Yeah, I really want to play that. And I want to. It's g- apparently like super big. Yeah, yeah, because like, it's, it's a really long game. Yeah, because it's like all the stories. Yeah, that's why I kind of want to play it because I know that they almost they released like a Lego game for almost all the Star Wars movies, but this one is like supposed to be the best one out there because it has everything in it. Uh, and I was contemplating of getting it either on the Switch or on my PS5, but I'm gonna get it on the PS5. Um, is it crossplay? Nope. Crap. Yeah, it only has local co-op. It doesn't have uh, online. Co-op. Online. Yeah. Yeah, they never do that. Like I the think Fra- the franchise has never done. I think it's always of... done co like um, it's never done. Lo- it's never done online. It's always done local. Yeah, I thought the Force Awakened has uh, had lo- uh, online co-op. I'm not sure. Mm. But uh, that, and then I am thinking about maybe getting Elden Ring because, you know, everybody's talking about Elden Ring, so why not do it? And then, um, yeah, I I played Guardians of the Galaxy a little bit more, but I really want to play it on my PlayStation. I don't enjoy playing it on my PC with an Xbox controller. I don't know. It's just It just sucks out the, the enjoyment for me. Um, so I want to play that one. So when it's in, I've missed the sale. So when it's in sale again, I'll probably buy it for the PlayStation and play it on my PS5. And yeah, there are some like minor games I want to play, like Death's Door and stuff. I'm contemplating of getting it maybe on the Switch. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's basically it. Like most of my time is just Rome Total War. And now they released a remake for. Or like a mobile version of Medieval 2 Total War. I played that game like when it came out in 2006 or something. And I put a lot of time in that. But after that, I've never played it. So I'll probably buy that for my iPad and be playing that a lot on the couch. Um, Because it's just really easy to do, you know. I just put on a podcast or a TV and I just play the game while watching or listening to something. And uh, (laughs) yeah, but you know, it works. The funny thing is, is it works really well on a touchscreen, a strategy game. Because, you know, like a lot of the, the, because you're using your fingers. And I think it also has the stylus support. Um, I, even the newer one, the medieval one, supports keyboard and mouse if you want to. Um, oh, yeah, because, yeah, you can do that now. Yeah, but like even yeah. without that, winning battles is pretty intuitive because you can just select all armies and come up with different strategies. So I would be pretty uh, happy if they released something like Edge of Empires for, uh, for tablets or something like that, because that would really work. I wonder if Microsoft would actually do that. I don't think so. Yeah. Because I, even Company of Heroes <clears throat> came to uh, mobile platforms. And Company of Heroes is a pretty cool game. Huh. Yeah. 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 I feel like there's this whole untapped... I mean, I know mobile gaming is pretty big. But it's like... It feels like it's always the same kind of games. You know, the gotcha, gotcha games. games. Yeah. So... But I, I don't because I think Rome was fourteen bucks and I think Medieval is also fourteen bucks and then you just get it. And if you want the expansions, you can just buy them separately as an in app purchase, which is okay. But the fact that there I have no issues with paying fifteen euros for the game and then just having a fully fledged game I would normally play on my PC, but now it's on the go and it looks really cool. You know? Um I, I yeah. wish a lot of developers started looking into that market. But I think it's Maybe niche, and that's why not, they're not doing it. Um, mm, that and that and like the mobile, the mobile community is just not about 
paying like a la carte for games. Yeah, that's like they'd really rather weird. play something gotcha or yeah. um like even like the like I like even like the ninety nine cent stuff is all gone. It's yeah. all gotcha now. Yeah. If it's not free to play, like it's not gonna be successful. That's that's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's super weird. I, I think it just shows that what a huge difference or like a divide there is within the gaming audience. So like you have the, let me just say the, the, the mature audience that's there. Like, you know, I don't mind playing. I don't mind paying for a game. I'll pay 60 bucks for a game. And then there's like the kids slash younger audience. And they're like, no, I just want as much as free stuff as I can get. And like, they're also mm-hmm. equally divided over their platform. So they like my nephew is well, he's seven or something or eight. And he has a switch, but he also plays a lot of games on his iPad. And like, if I look at his iPad, it's like loaded up with all sorts of free games. And he plays a lot of that. And then he sometimes plays on his switch. And I'm like, oh, kiddo, when I was your age, I was rocking away on the PS1 or the PS2. And I had the time of my life. Yeah, same thing. And here's, and like, even back then, like I was on the Super Nintendo and I didn't own a lot of games, but you know what? I rented a lot of games. Thank you. <coughs> Renting games. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I miss that so much. I miss sometimes. that too. That like, was so cool. Like, like renting games. What? Just uh, so good. Yeah. And you, like, you can't even do that now anymore. But uh, gosh darn freaking Stadia could have actually made a difference there. Yeah. If you could rent games through Stadia instead Ooh. of buying them outright, I'd be like, you know what? Fine. I'll rent the game for like a weekend. Like I'll pay the five bucks. Yeah. Cause that's what it used to be like. It used to be like, like how much? I don't even remember. It wasn't even that expensive. You to had like, like, a game uh, from like the video. Uh, yeah. You had a game for a day. You had to bring back in 24 hours or if it was an older game, you could keep it a week. Yeah. yeah. Which is what I usually did. Me too. Or I'd keep it for the weekend because usually I would only be allowed to play Super Nintendo in the weekends or on holiday. Um, but it's, yeah, like that's how I discovered Earth from Jim. That's how I discovered and fell in love with Secret of Mana. That's how I played. Uh, fudge, I played so many games that I rented. I Me too. But also like a whole far more variety of games. Like now, exactly. I always play the same type of games because, you know, maybe it's also because you're an adult and you know which one. But at that time, it was like the Wild West. You would play anything, <laughs> you know, because you're like, somebody recommended it. And you're like, okay, I'll yeah. try it. Or somebody's like, oh, that's really cool. I'm like, okay. Or they had really cool looking box cover. Yeah, box and then art. the game ended up being super weird. Yeah. Like Phalanx, which has an old man playing a banjo on the cover. And it's a side-scrolling shoot 'em up. Oh, okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. Like the only hint that it's a side-scrolling shoot 'em up is that in the background, because it's a night sky, the background, you see a spaceship flying. That's uh, the only hint that there's a spaceship in this game. Oh, wow. Other than that, there's like this old dude in overalls with a banjo and like this beard, and he's like looking at the cameras, like, "What's going on?" here what we got over here it's like why is this called phalanx why is this old man with a banjo staring at me and why when i put the game in is it exactly that 
Oh man! But the funny part is, we got to experience all this stuff. So, like, my nephew will never know how that was. Yeah, he's just like uh, paying sixty bucks to us. That's sad. Him, he's like, I don't care. Yeah, he doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't know better. But like, yeah, I'm. I'm really happy that I was born in the time I was born because I got to experience a lot of cool stuff and like at the right moment. Because yeah, because I mean, I I don't want to. I would have felt like i wasted time if i was born in like the 70s or the 80s because then gaming was like up and coming but like mm-hmm. i was born in a time that the super nintendo was out or the the, the the nes was out and the playstation one just had come out so like you know it was the perfect spot because i was like playing all these games instead of going to the arcade and pop- popping in quarters and playing i do kind of miss that though like i we have that now yeah. kind of sort of yeah which we still need to do a we still need to to to, to do a thing on that um but uh yeah i mean it's 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 different from when it was back then yep. and especially like in places like japan where it was like the culture mm-hmm. and like a whole community built up around like the arcades and even like home home console gaming and stuff like that it's yep you don't have that anymore it's kind of sad yeah hmm. ah well what? Maybe what? some, maybe maybe something will change. Yeah, but that's basically Hopefully what I've been doing. What have you been playing? Um. Well, I I mean, there's only one game genre that I've been playing. <laughs> the, I like to torture talk myself about by dying. We, we, <laughs> we talked about variety, and I'm literally playing the one game. Well, the one game genre, and that's Souls likes. Yeah. Um. So, like I said before, I still play Dark Souls in between whenever i can just but um as i also said in the previous episode i think i said it um i started my twitch streaming month of april the elden the 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 elden month the elden ring month oh wow so this whole month of april i'll be playing elden ring on on uh, on twitch um maybe some loose uh, i still owe the community a karaoke uh stream so that will still happen somewhere in between all of that um People but for the most part it's all gonna be elden ring <laughs> <laughs> you missed that the last time when i did the uh, no i watched uh, a little bit of it oh wait you I did just, you I saw la- a little yeah, bit Gosh, i was there it. in the background and i laughed my ass off <laughs> jerk it was funny. It was yeah. It wasn't silly. It was funny. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm sure you found that entertaining. Oh, I, I did. I even <laughs> texted people like, "Yo, man, you should check this out. This is so funny." Oh no! Yeah. Uh, I don't, it's you, fine. But you it's know fine. what those people more, said? More those people said, what? and I, I I agree with them. I commend you for it. They said like, "I love the fact." That he has a I really don't care attitude and he just does what he likes. He doesn't think about how he comes across or what other people think about him. He's like, F it. I'm just going to do what I want and what I like. And that's it. And as long as I have fun. And I said like, hey, I agree. I envy him for doing that because I can't do that. But I really think it's really (laughs) cool that you do that. You're like, I don't care, man. I'm just going to do I'm just going to do karaoke, you know, and I'm just going to do it and you do it. And that's really yeah, it, cool. It was fun. I mean, I, I, I'm joking, but jokes aside, it was yeah. a really fun time. Like the whole day was just fun. You know, yeah. I played a bunch of stuff and, you know, Demon Souls, uh, dark, I keep making the same mistake. <sighs> dark Souls stuck. Um, and I've been playing that ever since, but now I'm playing Elden Ring. Nice. 
and uh, I did my first stream, the first playthrough I did, I did on I did on stream. So from the beginning, which I might have should have not have done because the <laughs> beginning is like um, a whole bunch of exposition and then character creation, and that also took a while. I sped through character creation. Normally, I take like my time to do character creation, but I didn't want to waste people's time on stream, so I just made a quick character who looks okay or interesting enough. Do you make a character um, or try to make a character that looks like you? or No, because I always play female. Oh, okay. Do you make yeah. a character that looks like a female version of you? <laughs> no! Ew! That would be so weird! I don't know. Oh, I that just would ask. be really super weird. No, no, like... Mm, yeah, no, I mean, I just make, I just make a character that looks good. Okay. Or at least good in my eyes just like oh this looks like a cool character okay um try to make them look as badass as possible so like my character has abs but not like you could make the characters really buff in this game really which is yeah really buff. but does that affect gameplay or is it just pure looks no no it's just it's it's aesthetic Mm, okay can also make them look old which is really creepy yeah, that I can imagine. Because then all the skin kinda is saggy. Yeah. Yeah. You're playing And the, the worst thing is you you have like this uh you have this class where you don't wear any armor at all. You can't wear any armor at all. Oh, okay. And um yeah, that's something that's been in all the Souls games. So then you just um, look at in, a wrinkly in, in old Elden body. Ring it's, yeah, you look at a wrinkly old body in like a loincloth. <laughs> okay. And, like if you're a woman, of course you have like a boob bandage. So like it covers your boobs, but uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know it sounds really super discriminatory. Yeah, yeah. Let's not people, do that. Which is not yeah. the point. Which is not the point. It's just in Elden Ring, it just looks really, really weird. Okay. Just in Elden Ring. Um, that's because the graphics are just like that. You're playing um, it on PS4, or I'm playing it on PS4. Yes. Um, and it runs fine. It runs like it runs smooth. A bit too smooth because, like, my skill set from uh, from uh, Dark Souls is on a switch. Kind of drew, kind of do and do not translate to Elden Ring because the when I played it on the PC it was thirty frames per second. When I played it on Switch, it's thirty frames per second. Elden Ring runs at sixty, really? which kind of it seems like it on base it runs PS4? way smoother think so whoa i'm surprised i think so okay that's cool i'll i'll need to double check the um what's it called again the um digital foundry video again i'm pretty sure they said it ran at 60 let me just check um and at the very least it runs way more smoother than dark souls does let me put it that way it runs smoother than dark souls and my timing is completely off when i'm trying to parry it runs at 30 fps Yeah, 1080p. Huh. It feels way smoother. Maybe they, like, up the animation. Could be. Um, But, like, my timing is way off. I can't parry as well as I do in Dark Souls now, which I've been way better at parrying now because I've been playing it for so long. Mm. And it's like, oh, that's super weird. But they added a bunch of new mechanics. For one, you can jump. There's a dedicated jump button. Um, There's this new counter mechanic where you guard counter so when a character hits you uh, while you have your shield up and you immediately press r2 you do a sweet ass counter and then you can 
pill though. Okay. Which is really cool. You can still like sneak around. Now you can actually like sneak around. You can crouch and walk around and like sneak around and hide in bushes and they won't see you as long as they don't see you wow. on time uh, or too late uh, or whatever you want to call it. And um, you can still sneak around behind the character and then do the backstab. That's still a thing. Or you can parry and then do the, the front stab. Or you can now also add it to the repertoire, do the guard, um, do the guard counter, guard, and then counter, as long as you still have stab. And attacking, is that linked to the R1, R2 buttons, or is it linked? It's to... still the same as um, all Souls games. So R1 is, is light attack, R2 is heavy attack, mm. L1 is shield, uh, L2 is special ability okay. now. So instead of just being parry, if you have a shield on, um, if you have a shield, it's parry. If you have, if you're doing two-handed sword, it's uh, I forgot the name. It's start something with an S. Uh, standoff. Oh, okay. So you stand with uh, instead of holding both swords, you hold one sword, and you're like you ready yourself, and then you uh, can okay. use R R one or R two to do an attack. Um, to like basically do like a kind of like a super attack. Well, not a super attack, um, but like a special attack. Uh, if you have a torch in 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 uh, in the left hand, um, you can use it to set people on fire. Um, That's cool. If you have uh, if you have a wand in your hand, you can do spells. Um. So yeah, there's also you can also summon creatures now, like spirits, mm, um, to help you. Like wolves, or what I recently got was like a jellyfish that shoots, <laughs> um, like it's poison. Okay, how fitting! It's really cool. It is very fitting. <laughs> <laughs> um, the wolves are cool, um, but when they die, they die, and then I think you have to um, rest at a site of grace, as they call them in this game, instead of a bonfire. Okay, so they're clearly bonfires. Um. There's a lot of things that they change that is literally the same. They're not souls anymore. They're runes. Um, they you lose them the same way as you do in all Souls Souls game. Um, this game is both way more accessible, okay, and way more challenging, okay, at the same time. But it is a very it does it in a really cool way. Um, if you're intimidated about Elden Ring and like playing a Souls game. Or if you've heard, oh, it's easier, stop, check some tutorials online. Okay. Then go into it. If you're really serious about playing it, make sure you check out a few tutorials online. There are a lot of people that put up some really good stuff on YouTube and even on TikTok of all places. Um, and they explain stuff and they explain why the game is the way it is and why certain mechanics are the way they are and the best strategies to do and undertake. It is a really cool game. It looks really pretty. Um, I keep forgetting that you can do fast travel in that game. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason, I keep forgetting that. And uh, yeah, so I've been playing through that. I'm probably going to be playing through that most of April, like I said. Um, I still haven't picked up Kirby. I may do so next month when I have a bit more time. Because I thought you on vacation. Did you not have it reserved for you at a, sh a shop nearby? 
No, I did not, because like I said before, they closed my local game oh, store. That's right. Now, if I want to go to a game store, it's like one city over, and it's like mm, no, I'm it's good. <laughs> nah, it's good. All right. Uh, also, I want to pick up Chrono Cross, but I want to get the the physical copy, which is only available in Asia, and that costs like almost forty bucks. Um, I know I can get it digitally for twenty, but mm, with the current state of digital things and like what I just talked about in in the new segment about the whole Chrono Cross on PlayStation uh, PlayStation Network, it kind of makes a very good argument as to why people still want physical copies. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you buy it digitally, you don't own it; you just own the license to play it. Okay. That uh, yeah, that's I don't like that. I have a lot of games that are digital only, and that's fine for now. But that's mostly because it's like indie titles. I don't like buying like full box games digitally because I always fear like it's one day it's gonna be gone and I'll never have access to it. I can understand that. Um, so yeah, especially with a game like Chrono Cross that did not get a re-release until this year, um, even though it's not the best remake. But it's Square Enix, so they're they're always weird with that. (laughs) But at the very least, they put it out so that people can rediscover it. So that's good. Something. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't think I've I've played anything else except for maybe check out Fortnite. They've added building again. I saw. Yeah, but you can also still. I think you still can choose like not to build. Yeah. And like not building is like super popular right now. Yeah, because I think it makes it more fun and more accessible for a lot of people. It is honestly. I played played the no building mode, and it's like I don't build to begin with. So for me, Me there's like zero difference. But now everybody else is on the same playing field. Yeah, I stopped playing it because I can't build, and by the time I could build a box, people would build whole mansions, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't feel like playing this. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't. I would recommend trying it out with the no build mode and see how you like it. Mm. Yeah. I would. I, I kind of want to see what your opinion is. On. But with that, I have reached the end of the stuff that I've been playing. All right. And with that, I'll try to wrap this up. Um, so thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode of Game Rival. We always appreciate your support. Um, you can find us on basically all podcasting platforms are the major ones, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Overcast, Stitcher, um, basically wherever you get your podcast. Um, you can find us on Twitter, game underscore rivals underscore. You can find Maximilian on Twitter as well, at um, Maximilian. Um, you can reach us through email, gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. Um, the, there's also a video version of this podcast. It goes up at the same time the, the normal audio version goes up. Um, you can find that on YouTube, but we will put a link in the description of this podcast episode because there are multiple game rival accounts out there. But there's only one, of course, us, based, uh, obviously. Duh. This, obviously. Is the, this is the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find us on uh, on Instagram, uh, game ri- at Game Rivals and at Maximilian underscore X. Same goes for TikTok. Um, you can find us on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Maximilian underscore X. I think you're going to stream which days in the coming week? Well, uh, by the time this goes live, I've already streamed on Monday, if everything went well. 
And if everything went well, I'll also be streaming this Thursday. So that means the day after this episode goes live. Okay. So hopefully I'll see you all there. Awesome. Do check them out. Um, I'm also on Twitch, but it's been a while since I streamed. I am twitch.tv slash Templar. Yeah, I am. Uh, it's just I have so much stuff going around. And the fact that I don't even play a lot of games right now, I just need to get back into that mode. But the summer is also getting closer. So in the summer, I rarely play anything because I'm just outside the whole day socializing with people. Mostly just touching grass. Most, mostly just sitting and just drinking something with people and, you know, just laughing. Um, and I think I have had them all. On that note, I have been and always will be Sean Templer. I have been and always be Maximilian X. And we'll catch you on the next one. Later.